Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. Hello, everybody. It's Marguerite Crispillo, and I am here today on the Real Estate Real World, and I'm very excited about my guest I'm going to introduce. We were connected, actually, through a good friend of ours, Eric Lawholm, who we've done a podcast with Eric, too. He's pretty extraordinary. And I'm just really inspired by this gal because she's written a whole bunch of books, not just one. She's written a whole bunch. So let me introduce her. Sherry Algier is a business coach who has partnered with over a 1,000 real estate professionals, including agents, owners, brokers, managers, assistants, loan officers, title closers, and the ever, never-ending job of busy real estate moms to help them become more successful in business and in life. Known throughout the business world as Coach Sherry, she is the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Agent Revamp, How to Break Out of Your Real Estate Slump and Explode Your Income, and another Amazon number one bestseller, Coach Sherry's Business Planning Guide for Real Estate Agents, How to Set plan, and achieve all of your business and life goals step-by-step, as well as four other Amazon bestseller books. How crazy is that? Coach Sherry's business planning guides now have additions for agents, managers, brokers, teams, investors, small business owners, network marketing professionals, and have helped struggling agents up to one up to million-dollar earners create their annual business plan and help them consistently have better, more successful years every year. Not only does Sherry have a background in real estate and experienced entrepreneur, but she really understands how frustrating it can be to just keep working harder and harder, something we talk a lot about here on Real Estate Real World. Real world. Not only that, but she's an engaging presenter, and she enjoys speaking and working with large groups and small, including real estate offices, associations, business groups, mastermind groups, women's groups, and nonprofit organizations. She is the co-founder and CEO of Hoop Jumper, a marketing, training, and internet technology company for real estate professionals, where her focus on what really works for real estate agents has supplied a needed real-world dimension to the many advanced technological solutions. So please, everybody, help me give a warm welcome to Sherry. Did I, how do I, did I say your last name right? It's pretty close. It's Alguire. Alguire. No, that wasn't close at all, but okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no one ever gets Marguerite Crespillo right either, so, you know, we're in the, same, yep. in the same arena there. Well, welcome, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. So tell me, I know we just read this really long bio about you, but tell me a little bit, maybe something that's not in your bio. Yes, thank you again for having me on your podcast, Marguerite. This is a, a real honor to, to be here and just to, to be able to, to chat with you for a while and, and your listeners. Um, a little bit about me, I was actually a real estate agent, and I think I started a little bit before you did. I know you've been involved in real estate for quite a while too, but I was actually an agent in 1988. I got my, my real estate license, and so I you know, was a solo agent, and I ran a team before I started coaching and training. Um, so that's 
something about me. That's great to hear because, you know, truth be told, I love all the great trainers out there, but many of them have not sold the real estate, right? So it kind of has a different dimension when you've actually walked in the shoes. Yeah, and what I've really found is that things have changed a lot, and then things haven't changed at all. So, uh, you know, back in 1988, we didn't have the we didn't have the internet. We, you know, we didn't have you know websites or any of that. We we got these big books that were delivered to us that you know had all the listings in it. That you know it was that was. Our, our magic, you know, we got these books delivered every two weeks with all the new listings in it, and and that's kind of how we ran our business out of out of our offices with these big books, and we drive our clients around. So, in some ways, you know, the internet has really changed our our business as a realtor, and there are some things that just haven't changed at all. You know, some things are exactly the same. You know, the way that we work with clients and and help them find their dream home or help them reach their goals of selling their property. You know, so some things have changed a lot, and some things haven't changed at all. You know, it's it, it's so funny that you say that because when I when I started too, we've had the books. We 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 didn't quite yet. The, the year that I started, we went from the books to the computer. And it's funny when I hear some of the agents, you know, kind of whine and complain a little bit about how it is now. I'm like, man, I feel like an old lady. I'm like, man, back in the day, we didn't even have fax machines. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to package the offers, and you know, it was it was old school originals with the NCR paper that was like you know four pages deep. So you were trying to get through to the last page. So um, it's like that old, you know, back in my day, I walked uphill and snow. <laughs> but it's so true. Like now, it's so much. I guess it's easier in a lot of ways, but maybe more confusing in some. You know, with with DocuSign and Win Forms and all that stuff and, and, you know, texting. It's like people barely talk to each other anymore, but um, it, it there's a lot of complications with that, too, and I know you do a lot with technology, right? Right. We really try to be a technology partner for, for realtors because there is so much out there. It's, you know, like what do you do? What do you focus on? You know, somebody could spend their – you know, their whole day trying to figure out social media or how to use this or, you know, what is the best, you know, CRM to, to gather my contacts with. So, yeah, we really try to help agents through that minefield. You know, what 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 do we have to worry about? What should we spend our time learning and, and doing? And, you know, when do we just need to, you know, get in the car and be face-to-face with clients? So, I think that's so key. And so, so what would you say is – the number one challenge that you see with agents? Like what just sends them over the edge? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think a lot of people, and, and I work with a lot of real estate moms, they're just, they're overwhelmed. And y- y- there's so much to do and there's just not enough hours in a day. And, and how do you, you know, how do you keep that balance? And, you know, how do you know what to spend your time on? And, and you know, what what's a good investment? What's, you know, what's, what should you be spending your money on and what things aren't worth it? You know, those kinds of things. Um, it's, it's just a, a lot of overwhelm. And, you know, that hasn't changed. <laughs> that hasn't changed since 1988. It used to be the, the same exactly. way for me when I was an age. Um, so, you know, that hasn't changed. And I, and I think the, the thing that's more, you know, 2016 is just the overwhelm of all of the different things. Like you said, you know, if there's, there's this program and, and Zillow and there's, uh, you know, docu signs, and you know what what is important to do and what's not. 
Um, you know, how do you stand out from the crowd when, you know, everybody has, you know, all of these different options that they can use? Which, which ones are important to use? How do you really set yourself apart, um, you know, as a real estate agent in this day and age? So what is something that you recommend? Like what is one thing that you work on typically? Where does someone start? Like when they're so overwhelmed, where do they start? Yeah, so in in the book that we just released, Agent Revamp, which is um, a, a book that's out right now that we wrote with Eric Lofholm and my business partner, Brett Miller, it really kind of walks you through the process. You know, how do you really revamp your business in this day and age? And so the first thing is to create a plan. And I, I'm a big advocate of creating a solid plan, you know, having goals that really are match up with what you want in your life, not just, you know, the goals that you give your broker because your broker wants to know what you're, you know, how much production you're going to do this year, but goals that really match up with who you are and what you want for your family and what kind of success you really want to have in business and in life. You know, what what is it that you want? Is it, you know, and it, it's more than just I want to be the top producing agent in my office or I want to make, you know, $100,000 as a real estate agent. It's what kind of house do I want my family to live in and what kind of car do I want to drive and, you know, what are important charities to me, or, you know, it really goes deeper into who you are as a person. Um, so I put people through a process where it's, you know, coming up with your solid goals that are well-rounded. And, you know, you're never going to be in balance. That's, you know, work-life balance is a myth. But we do want to have, we do want to take a look at that. You know, we don't want it to just be where we throw out balance because we're never going to achieve it and we spend all of our time working and we're, we're not spending time with our kids or we're not spending time with our spouse or we're not spending time doing things that are important to us as a person. Um, so we, you know, really coming up with a solid plan and then part of that plan is figuring out, okay, now how do we make that happen? You know, how do I stand out? What is my brand? You know, who am I as a real estate agent? What do I offer to, you know, buyers and sellers that's different? than you know, what somebody else in my office might might offer. Um, and then coming up with a website, which is really the cornerstone of your marketing here in, you know, in 2016, where you know, back when I started, nobody had websites. Now it's kind of like your storefront. You know? So exactly. getting a website that is good for, for you and for your business that, um, you know, that you can add content to so people can really get to know you and, and who you are. Um, so it's it's really the cornerstone of everything that you do online and offline. Um, so we, we walk people through, you know, that and, and then making it easy for you. You know, so you know, a lot of people hear about blogging and how important blogging is, for example. Well, people feel like it's it's so much work. I don't have time to blog. You know, I've got buyers. I've it got is. sellers. I've got, you know, how do I do that? And so we really train the people that we work with on an easy way to blog. So that blogging should be just as easy as social media. It doesn't have to be this, you know, this long 200-word thesis that you've, you know, pained over for a week, which who has time to do that? You know, it's just as easy as going on Facebook, adding a couple pictures and a few sentences. And, you know, treating blogging that way more like a, a, a social media uh, type post and then having that go out to your social media and linking everything together. So it's it's a way to do some of these things that you know are important, but don't take the time that you think it does. You know, we really want to make things easy for, for our agents because it's, 
you know, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do as a real estate agent. Yeah, I think that that is where, you know, I just think of that kind of lions and tigers and tigers and bears, you know. <laughs> oh, my. It's like mm-hmm. all of that that stuff, it can create that paralysis of the analysis, right? Right, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, there's so much to do so you don't do anything. Or it feels so overwhelming. It's like, oh, I don't know how to blog. Um, so it never gets done. Um, you know, but things like developing your list. And, you know, being able to market to your list are very important. And, uh, you know, getting new content out on the web so that, you know, your search engine optimization increases. Those things are all very important. So we want to make it really easy for people to do some of these things in, you know, 15 minutes a day so that the rest of the day they can be out doing the things that are important, working with their buyers and sellers, more working on the business things. So how do you think that – social media has really impacted what we do and and where do you recommend that someone focus their energy because I, I know like I said between Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and and I'm laughing because I think of the word Snapchat and I have a 19 year old son and so when I was telling him like John show me how you know to use Snapchat he's like stay off Snapchat mom <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, and YouTube and Google, and it's like, holy cow. I mean, I, I can barely keep up with Facebook, much less all the other ones. So how does how does someone make a plan for social media? Is that something you guys help with? Yeah, yeah, and it has to be a strategy. And, again, it's, it's so overwhelming, you know, and to try and jump into everything all at once, it, it just – it for somebody who hasn't been on social media or who is overwhelmed by it all, you know, it just, again, it, it puts you into paralysis. So what we do is we have people focus on one thing to start with. So you might we might get your Twitter and your Facebook and, you know, your YouTube channel. And everything set up so that it's branded like your website, you know, like the brand that we've worked on for you. But then we, we have you focus on starting with one. So let's get started with Facebook. So are you on Facebook? You know, is, is, is that feel the most comfortable for you? Okay, well, let's start there, and then we'll start adding in Twitter and Pinterest and YouTube and the other ones um, after that. YouTube is something that's so important and um, so many agents are scared of, you know, putting video out there. Um, so we actually even, you know, work with our clients on, okay, let's get a selfie stick. Let's practice. Let's, okay, your assignment is just to get, you know, one little video up. It only has to be 30 seconds. So, you know, go out in front of, you know, one of your neighborhoods and let's, you know, let's, let's just get something up there because video, is, especially today and in, in, in today's world, is so important. Um, so we, we want to start getting people comfortable doing video in, in easy ways. So that's that's what I recommend. You know, start with one, and then we can start sprinkling in the other ones. Don't feel like you have to do it all right away, you know, because there's, there's just so much out there. So I'd actually like to talk about video for a moment because um, – I'm sure I can't be the only one, but I'm I'm so self-conscious on video, and and I I you know I'm I'm all I'm very judgmental you know of how I look and how I talk and how my eyes you know twitch or something goofy or you know, so how does somebody get past the video part or or what do you think is the best way to manage that? Yeah, and. 
So the best way to start then is to not put yourself on video. So be talking on the video, but, you know, be walking through a neighborhood or, or through a park or, you know, describe something in your area. Um, you know, we teach people not to just do video on, you know, like here's a new listing I have or, you know, very real estate specific stuff, but more becoming a local expert and become an expert in your community. So let's do a video about, you know, Concert in the Park series. You know, just do short little videos about things that are happening in your area. So if you don't want to be on the videos to start with, let's just start by getting stuff up with you talking. And then we'll start getting you on there once you start getting more and more comfortable with it. Um, so that's, that's how we work through that. So let's just get started with the video so you can see the power of it. Once you see the power of it, you won't be as self-conscious about being on the video yourself. So I understand, too, with video that um, at least from what I see in the feed, the shorter the better, right? Like I know Instagram only allows, what, 15 seconds or um, how important is it to to keep those videos short, or do you think it matters much? I I absolutely believe you want to keep them short because we're all busy. So how many times have you seen a some a video that somebody posted? You know, there's a link on Facebook or actually on YouTube, and if it's more than five minutes, you're like, oh, I don't have time for that. But if it's you know yeah. a minute, you're like, oh yeah, I can watch that, no problem. You know, we'll take a minute out to watch a video. But, you know, something that's five minutes long, you know, or longer, you know, unless we are, you know, have allocated the time to watch a, a webinar recording or something like that, you know, we just, we're so busy. We don't have that much time to spend watching a video. Isn't that funny how our attention span is just getting shorter and shorter? You know, like it's it's 15 seconds on Instagram, it's six seconds on Snapchat, <laughs> It's like, yeah, pretty. It, it just amazes me how our attention span is just, and it, you know, even they say on websites, and maybe you know the answer to this. I try to keep the majority of your stuff where people don't even have to scroll, right? It's like mm-hmm. people are getting so lazy that they don't want to scroll down a page. It's kind of funny, but it's true. I mean, I I feel the same way. Yeah, and I think it's and not just that we're lazy, but there's just so much. There's so much coming at us. You know, we really have to to stand out above the crowd. You know, so how do you do that? You know, how do you stand out when there's, you know, you're just, you're getting screamed at from so many different directions. You know, everywhere you look, there's another video or article or, you know, post or text or, you know, how do you stand out as a real estate agent when there's all these other agents out there who are, you know, also marketing and, you know, and you're competing with people's time from other, without just other things as well. You know, so you really want to be able to, you know, get noticed. You know, you want to be able to have your brand out there where where people really um, appreciate you for the expert that you are in the community. I think that that's key because you're right, it's getting harder and harder, you know, with the constant noise of of everything, even just being able to shut off. So how do you even recommend that people take all the online stuff and go offline to where you can really get face-to-face with people and get in front of people. What is the best way to do that, do you think? Yeah, well, a lot of times people are going to get to know, like, and trust you online, and then they feel like when they meet you offline that they, they already know you. 
So it's important that you put yourself up there online and, you know, you have up-to-date pictures and, you know, some of those kinds of things. So when people really meet you in person, they, they feel like they're, they're meeting the same person. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of, of things that, that we like to work with real estate agents on that um, help you to stand out. And, and one of those things is writing a book. And, you know, that sounds very overwhelming to people. But it really doesn't have to be. You know, there's, we, you can write a book as a busy real estate agent in less than a month. And having a book is really going to set you apart. I mean, imagine going out on a listing appointment and, you know, before you show up, you send them a copy of your book. Or when you're out at a listing appointment, you're leaving them a copy of your book. And, you know, it just, you don't have competition when you're doing something like that. You know, a book is like the ultimate brochure or the ultimate offline uh, marketing piece that you can have. And, you know, a book as a real estate agent can be something like, um, you, know, what, you know, seven great reasons to live in Rockland, California. Or it could be, um, you know, more specific to, you know, investment properties in, you know, how, how to invest in real estate in, you know, uh, New Orleans, California, or New Orleans, Louisiana. You, know, you, you can do different things that are short. So a book doesn't have to be long. It can be short. Um, and then you always have one chapter in your book that's something like how to choose the best real estate agent to sell your property. You know, and then you can really put your your value proposition out there in a chapter like that. Um, you know, so who would you rather have list your house? You know, somebody who has written the book on, you know, why Rockland, California is a great place to live or, you know, just this average agent that, that you see out there. So it's just kind of a, a, a big platform builder offline. I think that that's amazing. And um, you and I are going to have to chat more about that because I've had my book in process for uh, I don't even know how long <laughs> and just haven't finished it. So. Uh, I think that I'm going to have to figure out, uh, have to talk to you more about how to get that done. Yeah, and it's really just creating a plan and making it happen, Marguerite. It's, um, you know, you under you know that there's going to be benefits once you have your, your book put out there, um, but it's really going to open doors for you. You know, it's you, when, when you write the book on, you know, on real estate in your area, you know, it opens doors with you know the lo the local community. It opens doors nationally for you. Um, you could be quoted for different articles. Um, you know, it's it's just it's it's a huge platform builder, and you know, platform is something that it, it takes a while to create, but once you have it, um, it just it makes things so much easier. You don't have to sell yourself anymore because your platform does it for you. You know, you don't have to go out there and compete on listing presentations the same way because your platform is going to, to sell you um, where, you know, not having a book, you know, it just it makes it harder when you're going into things like that. So let's uh, shift topics a little bit and talk about um, brokers and managers because I know that you've already written uh, some additions and planning guides for them. What do you think are some of the biggest struggles that, I mean, to me, the the real estate brokerage model is just harder and harder. I mean, uh, if you know my story, a year ago, my husband and I had a large brokerage here locally with 100-plus agents, and we made the, the decision to shut it down because it just didn't make sense anymore uh, financially and personally and a number of other things. So what do you 
what do you see that can really help brokers and managers with what I say herding cats, right? Managing the agents <laughs> and mm-hmm. helping agents be more successful. Yeah, and yeah. so a broker or a manager, their role basically is is to coach their agents to really help their agents. Um, you know, their job is not to, you know, provide leads for the entire office or, um, you know, to, to be a, this, this super agent that then has all these agents running around. The job of a broker is to really help your agents become all they can be. Um, it, being able to coach and to train and to support your agents is is crucial. And a lot of brokers started out as a successful real estate agent, and they're really good at, you know, providing, you know, getting leads. They're really good at, you know, doing real estate transactions. But when it comes to coaching and training, that's, you know, that's a whole different skill set. And it's just a whole different way of looking at the real estate industry. You know, your your clients as a broker aren't buyers and sellers. You know, the, your clients are your agents. You know, other real estate agents are who you're looking for, and you're looking to attract, you know, the best agents. You know, and, and you know, having the support network, you know, to support a hundred agents like you guys had, that's you know, you that, that's hard for one person to do or to, for two people to do. Yeah. That really takes a, a team that can, that can support, you know, that many agents effectively. Yeah, it it definitely um, was a lot, and I learned so much. I mean, I, we had great agents. Uh, don't get me wrong; there just was. It's it really it, you have to have a team that can help support you, and and it, each agent has such different needs, right? And and it seems, at least in my experience, every agent has their own version of success. So mm-hmm. you know, you might have an agent that's doing four to six deals a year, and that's perfect for them. They don't want to be, you know, the mega producers and mega teams and and all of this kind of stuff. So I think that's probably where the challenge is, is that as a, as a coach and trainer, you want to help them do better, but it's their version of better, not your version of better, right? Right, yeah. You can't put your goals, uh, you know, on them. You've got to figure out what their goals are and, you know, support them in hitting the goals that they want to hit. And, you know, sometimes as as a coach, you know that, you know, the agents could be doing more, you know, that they could. They could be having twice the success that they're having, but that might not be their goal. And so if that's not something that they want, we can't want it for them more than, than they do. Um, so we just have to support yeah. them where they're at. Yeah. So tell me, let's see, you have a few different books. Let's talk about one of your other books. Um, how about your business planning guide? Let's chat a little bit about that. What does that look like? Yeah, so the business planning guide started out as uh, just a way for me to help the clients that I was coaching create their goals and to create their plan. And what happened is after, you know, 10, you know, 10 years, it really developed into a, it turned out to be a 63-page workbook. And it was really just walking people through the process of, of goal setting, uh, taking a look at your numbers. A lot of real estate agents, they're great with talking with people, but when it comes down to numbers, it just it 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 doesn't come natural for them. You know, have, you know, figuring out their their budget and their production plan and and all of those things. And so I've really tried to break it down so that it's easy. 
you know, so it's not like, oh, my goal is to do $10 million in, in production, and, you know, so I've got 990000 left to go, you know, for the year, but breaking it down to, to transactions, you know, how many transactions do we need to do? Um, and, and so it, it's, it's smaller numbers because people can say, oh, yes, I know I've, I've done two transactions so far this year, so I'm on track to hit my goals rather than looking at this, this big number. Um, so I walk you through production goals, uh, coming up with a, a marketing plan, and then looking at your budget because that's one thing too that as real estate agents, um, a lot of people don't realize all the expenses that go out and you know all the things that you have to pay for as a real estate agent. So sometimes agents are, are making good money, but they're spending more than they're making. And that's not good. So uh, we really take you through budgeting and knowing what to pay for, and you know what things can wait till future quarters and those kinds of things. Um, so I it's, think that it's that's really so, comprehensive. So key because uh, to me, one of the big mistakes I see a lot of agents make is that they don't run their business like a business, right? They they kind of fly by the seat of their pants and they don't really have any structure or organization to their business. Uh, it, it seems to be why many people get into real estate. They don't want to have to work. <laughs> um, but understanding really how key knowing your numbers is and how business um, a business runs, I think is is so vital. Don't you? Well, yeah, and it, I don't know about you, but when I first started in real estate, I didn't understand I was starting a business. I mean, I, you know, I thought it was it was a sales job. I, you know, I didn't I didn't understand that it was really a business that I was going to have these expenses that I needed to pay for. You know, that I needed to, you know, keep track of all this stuff for for write-offs and tax purposes, and you know, I I I just didn't get all of that until I was actually in the business. Um, you know, and. So I really want to help people understand that you are, you're running your own business. You know, it's not a sales job where you go to work and, you know, somebody provides you with the leads and you close the leads. Now, there's a sales aspect to it, of course, but it's also you're a business owner. You know, so what do you want your business to look like? What, you know, how do you want to, you know, how much profit do you want to have? How do you want to go about um, getting the business? And, you know, what avenues do you want to, you know, Go, go through to get where you want to go. Well, you know, one of the things that, and I know we teach very similar things, one of the things we teach in the master class is to look at your business as three departments, operations, marketing, and finance. Like marketing mm-hmm. is what you do to get business in the door. Operations is how you take care of it. And finance is what the results are. What do those results look like, you know, from the marketing that you did and who took care of it and how did it end up? And I think that that was one of the best things that I learned years ago when I was I was in the core coaching group um, that they taught that. And I think that you really have to look at that and taking a simple system like you have created in your book and in your program is really key in making sure that you understand those key elements, those three powerful elements of your business. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you broke that out down into the, those three different main areas because, yes, finance is one that I think is, you know, <laughs> people talk about the marketing and, you know, people, you know, talk about operations, you know, how do you, you know, do things, but people don't talk about the finance enough. So I love that you made that such a, you know, a strong focus in your program. 
Yeah, finance is one that we all like to ignore. Like no one wants to deal with the money. <laughs> right. right. And, yep. and, and, how, and how agents are, they, they always overestimate what they make and underestimate what it costs. And I don't think mm-hmm. that's just agents. I think that's human beings in general. But, you know, when I ask people, hey, did you do a budget? And, and I say, how much does it cost you to, you know, run your household a month? Oh, it's, you know, 2500 bucks a month or whatever that number is. But they forget things like, annual DMV fees and, you know, car insurance and five bucks a day at Starbucks and, you know, mm-hmm. all those little things. And pretty soon your $2,500 number is really more like 4000 is a key reason why, you know, we're in such huge debt as a country. Right, and you can't understand why you're not coming ahead. You know, why, hey, I'm making all this money, you know, how come I have nothing left to show for it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, I know that we're only got a few minutes left here, but I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about. We are going to post links to your books, and uh, how many books have you written all together? Let's see, four, what, seven? How many have you written? I I have nine books total. Uh, one of them is no longer in print. Uh, my marketing and branding book is no longer in print, but you can still find it out there on the used uh, market. But I've got uh, six planning guides, agent revamp. And then I also wrote a book a few years back called 13 Lessons in 13.1 Miles. So if anybody has ever run a half marathon or thought about running a half marathon, there's some just some good uh, life tips that kind of uh, I discovered as I was going through that process and running a half marathon as a non-runner. So it's kind of a fun oh, book. So do, you, do you still run marathons or half marathons? Uh, no, I run. I ran one. So I am not a runner, that's and so that's kind of yeah. So that that's kind of the 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 lessons that I learned as somebody. I was actually doing it to support a client and and her charity. Um, so just some of the lessons that I learned and how I just kind of applied it to to coaching and into business. Um, so doing something that you're not. Um, that's out of your comfort zone. So if you've ever yeah, kind of <laughs> done anything out of your comfort zone, that that's just kind of a, a fun little book. Well, I was running uh, 5Ks for a while, and then I ended up getting pretty severe plantar fasciitis. Um, and mm. so I had to take a few months off to heal that. And that was a good enough excuse for me to stop running. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, Sherry, it has been delightful to talk to you today. You have so much going on, and I I love seeing um, strong, confident women going out and doing what's best. And I know that in the real estate industry as a whole, you know, 65% of the agents across the country are women, yet it Mm -hmm. seems that the majority of the trainers are men. And we love our men, don't don't get me wrong, (laughs) but it's really refreshing to talk to somebody Uh, that I can relate a little bit more to, right? It's just how things work. So I know we're going to work on um, some other stuff in the future that I'm really excited about. So all of you listeners out there, stay tuned because we've got some exciting stuff we're going to put together uh, for um, all of our clients here in the near future. But thank you so much, Sherry, for all of your insight and, and help today and I'm looking forward to getting your books and reading them. And for listeners, we're definitely going to have links to uh, their books and to some stuff we're going to be working on. So thank you again, Sherry, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right, everybody, you got there and make it a great day. Thanks for joining us today on The Real Estate Real World with Marguerite Crespillo, where we talk about relevant topics that real estate agents are facing right now in our industry. To hear more great interviews, head on over to the Masterclass Real Estate Academy, masterclassrealestateacademy.com, and subscribe. You can also check us out on iTunes. We would love your reviews over on iTunes. So thank you again for listening, everybody. Go out and make it a fantastic day.